and everything coast to coast with your host, Buddy Sotelo Esquire and Mike Lane, Dr. Mike Leno. And we have two very, very special guests tonight. Mike, would you like to introduce them? Uh, definitely. The one and only wrestling legend globally, not just California or the West Coast, Donovan Morgan, who's been kind enough at our request to bring our brother, our late brother, and I had no clue uh, until just now. Donovan said it's the anniversary of his passing, November 6th, when we're taping this. But Mike Lockwood, a.k.a. Leprechaun Aaron O'Grady, several other names, most notably in WWF, WWE, world famous as Crash Holly. That's his daughter, Patty, who at least I've not seen since speaking at his uh, service in Pacifica. And uh, we're just so honored. Uh, thank you, Donovan, for bringing Patty with us here today. Absolutely. No, she's uh, she's all grown up now. Yeah, she, I remember as a little kid, she had like long blonde hair, at least to her shoulders, at least from my memory and probably the photos I might have had out, outside the place. Yeah, she's what? What are you now? Twenty six. Twenty six. Oh, wow. Amazing. Wow. As I was saying just before the. Uh, show started last time i saw you was you were about three years old i think it was over at the uh when crash did an apw show with us over at san leandro and it was uh you were just adorable then and and i can't say enough about what a wonderful person your father was but we'll talk more about that um as the interview unfolds how are you doing today I'm doing really good. Um, it's almost, yeah, it's been 18 years since he passed away today. It's crazy. It feels like yesterday. So, um, no, I'm honored that Donovan wanted me to come on, come on and talk with you guys about him. He was so many wonderful stories. And I was there, Roland Alexander. Now, that's not the where he was first broken in because I think, and you guys can correct me, I think it was uh, Johnny Mae Young, female legend, a total legend going back to the 30s and uh, uh, Woody Farmer, who first had, correct me if I'm wrong, Donovan, on that. Right. Yeah, I think it was Woody. Broken in, but he came to APW to have Ricky Thompson, the head trainer, finesse him in that boot camp. Uh, I'm pretty sure, was he in the first or the second camp, Mike Lockwood? It was, it was probably the third or the fourth because the sure. I came along in 96. So like April 19th of 96 was my start. And he was, he was there almost six months after. Because on Woody's TV, you remember, I forgot the actual name of it. It wasn't, uh, you know, it was on uh, Comcast cable. They helped out. They did all the production for free. But when he was with Woody, he had, I think, a different character. So he's very adept at, at playing anything thrown at him. I don't know if Roland gave him the leprechaun gimmick. Do you know any of that, Patty? Did you talk to your dad about, you know, he's sort of like Mick Foley in that he had lots of characters. He did all of them well. This must have been yeah. difficult to play. Yeah, he started out as um, the leprechaun, Aaron O'Grady, and then he went on to, um, I think it was, was it Mad Mikey and then Crash Holly? Yeah, but what Mike's saying is at the beginning, you know, did, did he ever talk? Did he ever talk to you? We, we, we I, got the, I got the footage. Yeah. I taped off TV and Woody's television. He was something else. But the Aaron O'Grady had a lot of transitions and towards the last X period of time with APW before he had that ECW tryout. 
and he was like in in his rental car there at, at Philly, you know, did his best, but uh, I forgot if he got into it with somebody, and because uh, he was a great talent, and he had you know a good opinion of himself as as you should, but yeah. it the timing is great in that he ended up you know not at smaller ECW but this global WWF and. Uh, uh, you just, you know, I mean, with Molly Holly and and uh, and uh, the, uh, the 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 lead character there, Bob Holly, who he was all part of that triad, and then you know holding the uh, the twenty four seven hardcore title, all of that stuff. That let he me did. ask Patty this because I've never asked her this, but what was what was your first memory of your dad in wrestling? Um, the first memory, just going going to like the one of the shows with um, with Mario's daughter, his brother, and going to like one of the shows, um, just how it was so noisy and loud. Just uh, it was like kind of scary. All his coming on at first, so like so loud, and all the commotion. And then um, me and his mom uh, Barbara went to go see him when I was little, and. It was so funny because we were walking out and she had like the can of soda with him and the security guard was like, you can't bring that soda in here, ma'am. And, and Crash was like, that's my mom. Don't tell her anything. So it's so funny. Yeah, there's a lot of good memories, Mike. I think with Patty, you know, like I remember we, I remember the night Patty was born and I remember Mike. Uh, coming to the APW garage and telling me that he had to leave because his daughter was was being born. And right. I, I remember that vividly. And then I also remember him bringing her to the APW garage when she was about three. She might have been three, two or three, and he was throwing her up in the air by her by her feet, like doing this and catching her. And she was just giggling. And that was the first like two real like vivid memories I have of, of her. And then outside of, outside of that, what, what, what kind of memories did you have of him when he started to go to WWE? Because how old were you then? Um, well, he passed away when I was eight. So he passed away when I was eight. So like, like the whole eight years, like he would travel, like we were traveling back, he was traveling back and forth, like he was always calling me, traveling back and forth, and um, just always watching him on TV. I remember Barbara would always record it, like every Friday she would record it, and I'd go over to the to her house, watch him on TV, and that was really cool. We Sometimes if it was locally, we'd go watch him, like locally, but uh, it was always pretty far away. So other than that, like, I don't know, it was pretty cool. Very I, I remember the first time that I met your dad, which was at an APW light show. And um, I just, a couple things I just want to say about your dad is that he was the most down to earth person that I, I ever met at that time. And I'd never met a big star from WWE before. He never big timed anybody or treated other people like he was something special. And he gave us so many amazing stories about his experience in the WWE and what it was like to be on the big stage and 
we all just drank it up because we didn't know anyone who had ever made it in the WWE before. You know, it's now I look back on my career and I've known a lot of people who've been in there, but he was the first person I ever talked to who had been in the WWE. And he was not shy about sharing those experiences or 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 letting people inside what he was going through. And he was an amazing guy that way. That was it. For me, that was what I really like got out of him was that he was the type of guy that if he was having some sort of success, he was going to let everyone know, let everyone share in it, and let everyone come with them on the journey. And that's what I thought was 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 awesome about him. But so I totally agree with you there. And, you know, it's just, it's amazing that here we are, we showed up to APW, and then all of a sudden it's like Matt Heisen's gone, and then, and then, you know, uh, Aaron O'Grady's gone and Vic Grimes is gone. And, you know, that, that place really started to churn out some great people uh, the, towards the end of the 90s there. Doc, do you remember, I, I think it was a, uh, an APW house show and he came unannounced. It, to my knowledge, it was unannounced or maybe last minute, but it was packed, you know, so people had an idea he was going to be there. And I thought it was a Pacific, but the thing of it was I posed him in the dressing room uh, Dave Meltzer was back there, but more importantly, Jim Barnett, who was this global guy. There would be no WWF National if it wasn't for him voting along. This is Jim Barnett voting along with the Briscoe brothers to, you know, garner WTBS. But a whole other lot of aspects of Vince going national was all due to this Jim Barnett, who was one of the biggest promoters globally for decades and decades. He promoted in Indianapolis, Ohio, Australia. Do you remember that night? Were you at that card with Jim yeah. Barnett? You must yeah, have been I, my I, too. For whatever reason, I thought it was San Leandro. That was San Leandro. San Leandro yeah. when Russ was talking about. Maybe yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. But that was huge because I posed the two of them together and then I have like this group shot and Meltzer photobombed it and there were others because big WWF star on a, you know, a house show for APW, which he didn't have to do, but you know, he was such a brother to everybody there and uh, he didn't do a match, but he did like some kind of shtick in the ring on the mic yeah, and on it, I think. Yeah. And he did a, right. And he did some autographs, tons of autographs. Everybody wanted his autograph. He was that big of a star of which he got in trouble for doing, by the way, which I, I remember that because he called me and he's like, dude, I got chewed out for that. You know? So that was just a little testament to his character because, you know, he didn't have to do that for, you know, the small place where he came from and all the guys there, but he did and, uh, and was willing to, to at least, you know, ask for forgiveness rather than permission, which was kind of cool. And we should talk and ask Patty. I don't know if she or her family were there to see before he was ever hardcore champion for WWF. He, uh, he had a lot of those main events, a lot of main events. And was he not part? He was part of that three-way outdoor, one of the biggest, earliest insane things outside the dojo, APW, you know, Jim Wars in Hayward off Winton Boulevard outdoors. I forget if it was Rosano and Modest or Vic and Modest and Donovan, but who drove the car? Was it Modest who drove the car that? No, uh, Vic. Vic, who drove the car that did, they, they duplicated the Eddie Gilbert, Jerry Lawler, Memphis angle running uh, Leprechaun Aaron O'Grady over. And another thing, and I'll shut up, is 
early on, Aaron O'Grady, you know, throwing out the chocolate, gold foil, right. these, and all of that stuff. And then, kind of, you know, using an Irish person's accent, so he's a great actor, great promo guy, but then kind of morphing it to where, you know, he was Aaron O'Grady, but he was just like a normal dude, and he didn't have all the shtick. That was kind of towards the end, lessening of the uh, shtick, you know, and preference for either uh, preference for ECW or WWF. Ah, he's just, he really had a, a long, incredible career usually always in main events, Patty, and you should be so proud of uh, what he did. I mean, he was a gigantic star. Yeah, he was, he was totally, no, he was like the best, best dad you could ever ask for. Like I always tell people like when they ask, when they ask about, when they ask about Donovan, I tell him like, tell them like, Donovan and my dad were like best friends. If I could ask for another dad, it'd probably be, it would definitely be Donovan. He's second best. And, you know, my dad and Donovan were best friends. And you guys rented that car and wrote, drove around and listened to um, Prince. <laughs> around the, around the yeah, he, he, would, like, he so would take funny. this out. This is, this is great. So, and now, and, and here again, this is when he would come back from being on the road and he would call me at the at the wrestling school and he would say hey i'm getting back in tonight you guys want to go out i'll come pick you up and so he would rent a limousine and come pick us up and then we would go we would go out and just you know party we'd go down to san francisco i mean and this would happen quite a bit you know and and again it was like not only are you taking part and sharing in your in your friend's dreams coming true but you're you're really getting to um, to experience things like one time uh, you know he called me up and he said hey do you want to go to Las Vegas I'll pay for everything you know and it was just he's just like that kind of guy it was cool cool memories really cool memories and you guys Donovan you guys stayed in touch you and Patty stayed in touch all this time whereas a lot of us sadly lost touch you know in contact with Patty yeah so. Patty, so so the one thing I will say, and I think when when we I remember this vividly, and so does Patty, it's probably one of the reasons that we we became so close. But when we were uh, going to the funeral in North Carolina, you know, we went and we flew together over there, and then we flew back together. That's right, isn't it, Patty? Yeah. So we flew the same flight, and you know, I I carried you, I think, all the way through the airport, pretty much. You know, pretty much both ways, I think. And it was like, you know, that was kind of like where we bonded. And then from there, you came out to visit us when we moved to Florida. I remember you came one time on Christmas and you jumped in the pool. You were like, you wanted to go in the pool so bad. Yeah. You were probably 10 or ice cold, ice cold. And then you came out about four years later. And um, and then right that was about 2014 ish, yeah. and I think we kind of we lost a little bit of touch from there until probably you know five years went by, and here she is now she's all grown up, and I couldn't be more proud of her because she is working she worked her way into management. Um, you know, and she's, she's working so hard, which is something that a lot of people, you, you know, me and work, I mean, I love work. And, and I think that, 
Um, and Patty was just out here, you know, a couple months ago. She stayed for about a week. Um, but she's working so hard. She's getting her GED. She's beat and defeated so many things that have been in her path. Um, you know, and, and now she's, she's also helping other people defeat those same things. So I'll leave it at that. But I will say like, as a, as someone who looks at her as a daughter figure, I'm super proud of her. Patty, are you still in uh, NorCal or did you move out of state? I am. I am in California still. I live in um, Santa Clara. Yeah, I just can't, I got um, got this system manager position. I live, uh, I'm working at um, Little Caesars. Working at Little Caesars for about three months now. I, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, so I went to, Went to Donovan's house last in about in January or June. No, January. Yeah, it's like January. And that was a lot of fun. We we went to see a lot of cool people. We saw Stevie, and that was really cool. Stevie Richards. Yeah, we, all went out, we all went out to lunch. That was all together. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was fun. It was awesome. So you hadn't seen him since probably since dad's funeral. And it was really cool seeing him. So yeah, and it was exciting. Patty, do a lot of people come up and, and remember your father still after all this time and talk to you about him? You know what? Um, so we went to, before he passed away, about a couple months before he passed away, uh, we went to New York with him and me and my mom. We took a um, little family trip to New York City. And we went to the Hard Rock Cafe and people were like, oh, Crash Holly, Crash Holly. And like stopping him everywhere we go. And he's like, oh, yeah, it happens all the time. Just playing it cool. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. It happens all the time. And people ask him for autographs. Oh, come sit with us. Come sit with us. He's like, no, I'm going to sit with my family. And so we ended up going to the um, Toys R Us afterwards. And he's, he, of course, he's like, oh, we got to ride the Ferris wheel in the Toys R Us. And he wants, to, they have different character themes. And we got to ride the, the, um, this uh, little SpongeBob one because he likes SpongeBob and all that stuff. So, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. We took like the last fun trip like with him before he passed. Mm -hmm. So, can you tell me what your thoughts are of his career in wrestling and how do how do you feel about wrestling as a whole since everything that happened? Um. Well, like, have you ever entertained a thing of doing wrestling like, yourself? I don't, really watch it. I don't watch it anymore. It's not the same since he passed. But um, him, him and Donovan I never wanted me to wrestle. Because they're like, no, it's too dangerous. You're not allowed to wrestle. It's too dangerous. But I think he was an awesome, amazing wrestler. And when he was wrestling, I think it was great when, when, it, was, when it was going on. I think it was awesome. Yeah. I know that your dad was incredibly proud of you when he brought you to the show, and I know that he always was very proud of you, and I think if he was around now, he'd be equally proud of the woman that you've yeah. become. Absolutely. I, I can second that. You know, I know that for a fact. And, you know, one of the things that, that's nice is that, Patty, we're, we're going to, you're coming with us on vacation in June. We're going to the yeah. We're going to the Bahamas for a week, but you know, so now I can like kidnap her and make up for some of this stuff, you know, not, not seeing her for a couple <laughs> of years. And so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that part because 
that part is is special to me you know when i see her and all the stuff that her dad is proud of her for um you know it's it's just fun because how many of these conversations aren't fun there's a lot of those out there right right no i'm just so happy like that i'm like doing you know doing good now where like i can be be able to come on like fun trips with you guys and and um and be able to get you know get to know uh connor more and it's just it's just awesome he's like a little brother to me so it's awesome i just want to get to know you know get to know him better but more family trips with you guys i love you guys yeah we love you too yeah now are you married now or do you have any kids no mm-mm, okay. not married no kids just one dog <laughs> little dog we're dog friendly on the show can you bring him in on the <laughs> oh he's adorable oh what's his name her name is Remy. Oh, her name is Remy. Very cute. Yes. How old is Remy? She's almost two. Oh, okay. Uh, did you two. adopt her or <laughs> get her from a breeder? Or? I got her from a breeder. Just I just got one one little dog, and I don't have as many animals as uh, my dad did. He had you know two the two potbelly pigs and dogs and cats and and he had too many animals, but yeah. Crazy. Do you remember uh, speaking of pot-bellied pigs? Do you remember a uh, famous San Francisco boxer? Uh, oh God, what was his name now? Irish Pat Lawler. He mm. came to yeah. a couple of shows. I dragged him to some APW shows. He was always like a constant presence at my old TV show. But uh, he had several pot-bellied pigs, and he'd bring them to my show when they were small. And then yeah. he couldn't bring them anymore because they always go, you know, from tiny like a Chihuahua to three, 400 pounds later when people think they're going to stay small. But I remember uh, Donovan was at one of those. I think the uh, This Is Your Life Ray Stevens thing uh, that we filmed. And he was there and I thought he brought a, a that was like 96. I thought he brought a, a dog with him uh, there since it was like right nearby in Alameda. But uh, yeah, I recall him being an animal person and uh, just beloved it, it a lot of those donovan i don't know if you remember because it wasn't very often and i don't i can't remember if roland would pick up the tab but we would go out in the 90s not after 2000 to uh, like a christmas holiday thing sure uh, you know it'd be like kirk white inviting us all out for something except then he he'd go like when we thought and it was clear that he was going to be picking up the check the promoter instead it was like oh separate checks for everybody (laughs) (laughs) but i think roland did pick up the check a couple of times and i thought there's a lot of camaraderie here and it's one of the first environments where i saw wrestlers bringing you know their their kids at indie shows you really didn't see that and I'm sure Roland would have tried to police it and say, no, 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 but uh, they were still there. And it was cool seeing that on up to what APW later became. And, and Marcus Jacobson, who purchased whatever, like the promotional rights, Sparky runs what used to be the APW boot camp as his uh, thing. I forget, Russ, what's his promotion in school called there? Oh, he- uh, he's got that dungeon thing going. I forgot. Goldmine, I think it was. And it's got like sort of a Game of Thrones atmosphere where people come out of a smoking, doing their entrance through a smoking dragon's mouth. You know, it's 
very cool. But uh, Marcus Jacobs and Marcus Mack is finally, after a couple of years since COVID had three years, like promoted his first card or it's upcoming. And, uh, you know, so the Bay Area is, is rocking again, really rocking in terms of uh, indie promotions, which, you know, Mike Lockwood, all of you guys, because Donovan, you were big, Mike Modest and Bison Smith, you got triad, but you guys as initially before Bison became part of that for Noah, global stars, Crash, you know, Mike as a, a global WWF star, Vic and ECW, uh, et, et cetera. And, you know, all the guys, you know, that's like a testament to, I think, I don't know, in the water of Northern California or whatever. Yeah. It sure gave a lot of uh, hope, I think, you know, to that this could actually be something that that can happen in someone's, you know, deal because um, good training, you know, and, and Roland had, um, you know, from a from a standpoint of a wrestling uh, product that even that he was doing at Gym Wars, I mean, those were some strong shows. And if you came to one of those, you said, this is the real deal. Because if anyone went to, you know, other wrestling companies or shows or, man, they knew the difference right away. You know, APW was. When, um, when was it that you guys opened up the uh, the wrestling school together? So the, you talking about Pro Wrestling Iron? Yeah. That We opened that in 2002. Yeah. So. We knew after the. Uh, King of the Indies. Uh, yeah, the two-day King of the Indies in Vallejo that uh, everybody was going to be leaving. That was like all of the talk, particularly night two. Uh, uh, and uh, Donovan, you had the match. Was, wasn't your match with was Bison on night two? Yeah, I had a match with Brian Danielson one night and then Mark. Bison was so cool. Yeah, it was cool, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I remember, not to get yeah. off topic, but... When, when I got married uh, to my wife, Joanne, we, so we rented a house and, and you stayed with us and your mom stayed with us and then Bison stayed with us. Yeah, he was going to leave. He was going to leave. Bison was going to leave like the next day. And I was like, no, you got to stay. You got to stay. And then my mom was actually telling me a story the other day. She's all like, they stayed up till like two, like two o'clock in the morning and like they were drunker than anything. And they stayed until like two o'clock in the morning. They had to drive somebody to the airport and Bison was like, come on, you want to come with me? And she's like, all right, let's go. And they were like, it was so funny. And he ended up staying like an extra couple of days. I re- all I remember about my wedding day was that on my wedding day, and I was just telling my, my business partner got married last week. And so I was telling, telling them, I said, on my wedding day, Mark or Bison and I were in the pool at six in the morning and I had a coffee cup and he would come and fill my coffee cup with Seagram seven. And it was, and, and it was so funny because that's like, I totally remember that part. So fun days way back, but yeah, that was a good, good time for sure. Good memories. But yeah, to get back to the King of the Indies, that's, that's what happened. We, I wrestled Mark in, in one of those matches. Patty, do you remember yeah. when your father got um, uh, he got accepted into the WWE? Was that something that, that you remember, or were you too young? I think honestly, I think I was too young to remember. Like when he got when he officially got accepted into the WWE. Um, what I remember is I just remember like I hear a lot of stories about him, and I remember watching him on TV. I mean, it was so long ago, but I just remember watching him a lot on time TV and stuff like that. But 
You would have been three going on four. That's how old she would have been. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Penny, I was Penny, did you ever take you into any WWE locker rooms or like when they were in town at San Francisco or Oakland? So when he would wrestle, um, so I stayed in touch with uh, Molly Holly, and I still talk to her sometimes. Um, so when he would wrestle, he would he would let me stay with the in the girls' locker room with the girl with the girl wrestlers. So that was pretty cool. And um, she was Molly Holly was telling me that actually the guys seem like pretty brutal when they're wrestling, but the girls are way worse. She would tell me pulling hair and like they're way more brutal when they're wrestling and stuff like that. It's funny. I actually still have his. Um, in my attic at my mom's house, I have his his um, WWE um, belt that he won. Oh, the hardcore title? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. wow. He should be in the Hall of Fame, but Molly Holly, before I forget, Nora Greenwald's her real name. She's yeah, like yeah. the heart and soul of wrestling. She does a lot of uh, yep. both religious and, and schooling and helping kids. I mean, she's always giving. She's on boards of charities and stuff. She's really... Uh, one of those nice, nice people that aren't a rarity, but you, you you don't hear enough about good people like Molly Holly, Nora Greenwald. And, you know, luckily she's in their Hall of Fame. I think it's time for your father to be in their Hall of Fame as well. How come he's not? It, a lot of it is, I don't I wouldn't say politicking. Maybe Donovan knows, but it's, you know, sometimes, it, well, you know, things are all different now that Vince McMahon has gone from the WWE. And that's a good a good way to lead into, you know, that because anything's possible, you know. But, yeah, Mike. Mike nowadays, they're allowed to use the word wrestling. They can call referees referees instead of officials. They don't have to call a hospital, a medical facility. All these idiotic things have been pushed out. And there's really under Hunter, his son-in-law, you know, semi-retired Hunter, Hearst Helmsley, Paul Levesque, they are making amends and, and doing things. You know, they brought in uh, uh, a female wrestler that was long gone and they allowed her to use uh, her name, Mickey James, as her, you know, real work name and also call her the Impact Wrestling World Champion, a smaller company, but a rival nonetheless. So it's very refreshing, and, and Hunter has gone way beyond that. So I think opportunities will be there in a couple of years. I mean, I don't think China's been put in yet, but that's, you know, they're very open to doing that now where it would never have been, you if know, that, Yeah, if that happens, then there's then there's a chance, I would say, a pretty good chance. If, if they inducted China, then I think that they would, would induct him. That's what I would. You had Vince McMahon Sr.'s chauffeur driver in the Hall of Fame, which is ludicrous, under Vince's tenure. He was like in the first class with Andre and Bobo Brazil and total so, actual. You know, it was like the, the Holly cousins. The, so one gets to be in there, but the other two, the other one doesn't. I don't know. No. Well, they could be individually, and they could also be like Ric Flair yeah. individually, but he was also with the Horsemen, so no reason why the Holly crew couldn't go in as a unit, and then each of them separately. Molly, right now, because Bob's not in the Hall of Fame, to my knowledge, it's uh, just Molly, you know. Would that I'm mean a lot to you if your dad was inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame right now? Yeah, that'd be really cool. 
We'd like to see it. All of us would like to see it. So hopefully it is something that can happen now. And I'm, I, you know, if this is something you don't want to talk about, you can just move on. But do you have reflections on what happened to your father? And do you feel that there was some level of unfairness as to the way the WWE treated him in the end that may have unfortunately led to the emotional levels of his passing? Mm. I think that I think that he was going through I don't exactly know what 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 happened why he why he left the WWE but I think that from my knowledge that he was going through like a hard time and he was going through a divorce at the same time with um with um with her and I think all of all together I think he was on his way back and his daughter was telling me when I was in Florida he was actually booked to go to Japan yeah Tokyo with you and he had passed right before and everything was booked and everything but um so I think that um yeah I think he was booked and everything but I don't know I think it was a rough reps we you, you know her and I have had conversations in private about you know certain things that you know just kind of wondering you know but it really hasn't gotten, even in our private conversations, it's really never breached what she just said. I mean, there's, yeah, there was something going on and, you know, um, what happened happened. And, and, you know, other than that, it's just um, to try and peel back the onion anymore. I think that, I think that onion's been peeled so many times where, you know, it's, it's a situation that, that was horrible, sad. I felt horrible also for, for Stevie as well, because I know, you know, um, it was just traumatic, you know, on, on everyone that was there. And, uh, but were they roadmates? Uh, because, um, I don't know if Stevie ever came into ECW or excuse me, APW, like Colt Cabana and, and others that he might have known. Uh, so were they close? Like, you know, for example, EWF, the best roadmates were Owen Hart and Louis Spicoli, who Mike Lockwood knew. Uh, we're close, right, Patty? I mean, very. Yeah. Close. yeah. Stevie and Stevie and my dad were were very close. Um, I think that so he had gotten the call. Um, I guess from his. He was saying to me he had gotten the call from his realtor that something had that they were trying to get in to look at the place when Stevie was selling the house, and um, I guess the next day, he had passed. I guess Stevie had talked to him. Um, two days before he had passed and nothing he didn't think too much of it he sounded okay and then I guess they were trying to get in and they found him I guess the realtor found him whatever that Stevie never even knew so it was I guess pretty tough on Stevie too well I appreciate you being honest about that I know it's very hard um his he was the first wrestling related death that I had ever been touched by and I just need to tell you that that his the reverberations of his passing hit us all to the core of us it, to to see someone in person know them and and have them become your friend and then so quickly be gone after he had achieved such great heights shocked all of us to the very core of who we were and i, I that was the first one i'm sad to say i've seen so many other guys die but 
but your father's situation was unique to all of us. And it taught us both an amazing lesson about how, how ephemeral all this stuff was and how quick fame could be there for you, but then be taken away and then life could be taken away so quickly. And yeah. it, still it still touches me today to think about what a wonderful person your father was to all of us and w the lesson that he unfortunately taught all of us about how mercurial life is. Is that, is that something you reflect on as well or you try to get past that and, and live your own life moving forward? Um, in a way, like for a long time, I've thought about it and then like just, I mean, you can never like just, you know, forget about it or just, you know, move on from it. It's always like gonna be with you. Like you think like, God, if somebody would have been there with him that, mor that morning or that night, or somebody would have been there with him, would have things been different or, you know, he was all, wasn't by himself. It's like, you think about all those things like, oh, he didn't, you know, this or that, I don't know. We all wish we could have done something to, to, yeah. to help, you know, and we didn't know, none of us knew. You know, we didn't know what was going on. And that's that's always the, the scariest thing about a situation like that, is that there's so much that goes on in the background and we just see the surface. And we never really knew what was going, except for Donovan probably knew greater than we did. But to all of us, it was, it's still, I think back emotionally on that moment, which was, you know, so many years ago today, and it still just stunned me when I heard the news. And, and looking back on it, it's still an amazing, situation in my life but i do feel very privileged for having met him and and having heard his stories and found out about what what mattered to him and and i knew even then you mattered so much to him and your connection to him mattered so much to him so don't want to get too emotional i'm going to start to cry if i think too much more about what happened but it, it touched me tremendously so donovan i didn't even know so speaking of doing things for him you were going to try to get him booked into noah was that what already, he was already booked already booked in noah yeah so he was going to do his first tour and it was literally a couple days from from the day that he passed so it just you remember how he was uh, was he going to go back to or use a different persona he may not have been able to, unless he went as the artist formerly known as crash holly I can't remember, but I think he was going as Mad Mikey. Oh, okay. Yeah. I we, could be wrong. I, that's what I think. I mean, and I think he used that the one tryout match he had with ECW, the My, Mad Mikey gimmick, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was. I think it was. Well, he had several, so that's why it's. Good. Yeah. I, think it was, I think it was Mad Mikey. Was it? I think so. I think that's what you told me before. I'm not sure. He had so many different names. You think he's the only wrestler that had all these different names? No, no. but he did it very well. Some don't, yeah. and then others, you know, he, he might have been in the Mick Foley category. He had gimmicks and did all of them exceptionally well. Patty, did did um, did your father ever share with you what his ultimate goal was, or what his ultimate dream in wrestling would have been? He just liked to make people happy. He just liked to make people happy, you know, see people laugh. He was the, like the life of the party. He liked see being part laugh. of the show, you know, part of the deal. Yeah. He was. In that sense, know that he accomplished that with everyone that I knew that ever met him. He, he yeah. you know, people always felt that. I. No one ever said anything negative about your father. 
and his performances, um, either on the indie level or on the pro level. And everyone knew that he gave 100% when he was in the ring, 110%. Yeah. He was solid. I mean, he was solid. He was not a, you'd never rare, you would rarely see him flub something up. You know, I mean, he was just an athlete. And, uh, you know, that's what, what the. Athlete, uh, Donovan, you may know, what kind of an athlete was he before? Prior to to wrestling, did he do track? Did he uh, what kinds of things? If you were called, you know, you know, all when he was in high school, he started wrestling like when he was in high school, right? And, um, yeah, I think in, starting from in high school, he he started doing wrestling. Amateur, right at the high school. Yep. Yeah. Did he play football? I think I think he did. I think he did too, but. I'm I'm trying to grasp it, at what he did. Do you know if he was ever interested in doing acting, maybe, you know, as something after wrestling at all? Because he was so good at his characters. I'm not too sure if he was ever interested in doing acting. I just I think he he loved he loved what he was doing. He loved wrestling and I think that's what he was passionate about. So just making people please in the crowd, making people laugh, you know being the star of the show you don't really think about it the you know if you're in the mix of everything you're not really looking outside looking in and going wow you know my dad is is this guy because you're so young number one but number two one of the things that i always remember was val venus did a a shoot interview and he was talking about um crash and he was saying that Crash was, he goes, if, if you put Goldberg's pop up against Crash's pop, when they came through the curtain, Crash would win. The people would pop so huge for Crash Holly. And it was like, that's one thing that kind of made me see, oh, wow, you know, that we forget that because we were friends with them, right? <laughs> so sometimes you're in the tunnel and everything's going so fast. But when I hear something like that, I'm like, wow, yeah, that's pretty cool. Do you watch any of his old videos of uh, of any of his matches, or, or go back and watch any of his uh, of his works? I have a lot of um, a lot of VHS tapes. Um, a lot of VHS tapes. I watch those sometimes, but who really has a VHS player anymore? Hey, you need to now that we're talking about that. You need to bring all those when you come with you, and we'll get them put on DVD. I, my website guy will just put them all on DVD for you. Okay. Okay. I mean, maybe uh, Mike, if you've got some pictures that you can send uh, Patty from, I've got like zillions, zillions of shots at Roland Alexander's service, where again had to speak. Uh, I had a couple of big giant poster boards, and Donovan, you'd already moved and stuff, and Mike Modest wasn't there, but uh, big giant poster boards, and I had like one of them just had nothing but uh, Mike Lockwood photos, you know, all. And right in the center was him with, uh, well, I had some of his matches. I was able at small house shows. They'd let us from PWI Magazine shoot ringside at WWE house shows when there weren't cameras present. So I had some of those. But right in the center, though, was the shot I posed to him with Jim Barnett and Meltzer uh, in the shot. I thought that was kind of uh, an important photo. But, you know, there was tons of all of you guys. Can you think of all of those guys in there? Boom Boom Kamini, all of his brothers. And I think he, I even have him in the, one of the early matches I shot him, whatever the heck year it was, 96, 97, with uh, 
with Super Diablo and uh, I, I think I have him against uh, Matt Heisen. Uh, Donovan, do you remember uh, some of his various matches? I mean, he will probably yeah. have to work with everybody. Tony Jones on up to Kwame Kamosi and Jay Smooth and all of them. I mean, yeah. I just think it's so, so cool. Like, not a lot of people can say, like, not a lot of people can say, like, oh, oh, my dad, you know, my dad's crash all year. My dad's a wrestler. Like, some people, their parent passes away, and they have no way of watching any videos or hearing their voice or just anything, anything like that. I'm just, like, think it's, like, the coolest thing. I'm, like, if I ever, like, yeah, it's missing him real bad. I just turn a video on or, like, so many photos or videos. It's so cool. Great point. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. They, they might purchase, you know, if you guys work together on transferring the VHS to to DVD, um, WWE has him in X amount of stuff. There's quite a bit of, of him on their streaming network, WWE. Well, it's part of Peacock, NBC's Peacock now. Well, Stevie but, tried to get him to, he actually went and tried to get WWE to get you everything on to DVD. But it was like the guy that he talked to was, remember when we went to eat, he said he was going to do that. He talked to the guy and the guy was like, oh, you know, now there's so many like regulations. I have to, you know, it's just easier to go to YouTube and do it. Oh, you mean you you would upload the stuff to you be able to. uh, You know, I mean, she could utilize the income. You might be able to monetize streaming where people could pay something reasonable to access this content, you know, early uh, Mike Lockwood or pre-WWE Mike Lockwood. And uh, I think X amount of people would around the world, particularly Japan, where they're really into history or Toronto folks in various parts of Canada, they're really super historic buffs. They, they probably yeah, they, stream. They don't, they don't forget what happened, you know, 20, 30 years ago, which is nice because everyone yeah. here in America forgets what happened yesterday. <laughs> it's like baseball fans, you know, they're way into history, which is cool. I, I think probably X amount of NFL people, you know, into history and, you know, way tittle for the Niners, etc. Russ is a big Niners uh, history buff. Uh, Somebody happens to be a Giants fan. I don't know who. Somebody happens yeah. to be. Uh, I, 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 I've still, I had to move, Donovan, you don't know, I had to move after 40 years in the Bay Area back down to Southern Cal to, take care of my wife's folks, but I'm still a, a Niners, Giants, A's, Warriors fan. I've shot all their victory parades, and uh, yeah, it kills me. The Raiders are in Vegas uh, with all the history they had bopping between it, you know, Oakland and, and L.A. Uh, so, but the wrestling fans are that way, too. They're amongst, I would think, th- th- there are way more wrestling historical sites than there are for, you know, other sports or you know, traditionally so-called more legit uh, sports. I mean, they're just, there are, and there are these historian folks are celebrated in wrestling. So um, anyway, he should be celebrated, I think. We're we're talking about a really special time in wrestling too, which was Attitude Era. And what I'm interested in seeing is, you know, 20 years from now, who's talking about where we're at now? Because I don't think there's going to be anybody. I mean, I don't. I, there's co- some cool stuff, but it's just it's it does it's not special like that that was. You know, that was a special time. He was what part of that whole. Like, uh, um, what would it take for to get him into the Hall of Fame? 
since he's already passed, then what what would it take for Harry for to get him in there? It just to really- the lobby. There've been a lot of uh, people. I know some of the people. I know like the head archivist who also uh, makes suggestions for names, but probably the family and getting friends. I mean, there, a lot of fans have been holding up signs for years. China in the Hall of Fame, Victoria in the Hall of Fame, and uh, again now however many months it's been three four months since vince left they are more open to that so that's something that could be pursued as well as you know i don't know if you're getting any probably no remuneration for probably like all of them had to sign away their rights but the streaming stuff some people have tried to uh, say that they should deserve some income from that um you know so it just depends on whatever he might have signed. You know, you don't think about that as talent. Uh, does the does the WWE ever reach out to you, Patty, and and try to you know uh, uh, talk to you about your father or anything like that? Or even invite her to shows. That's usually the first step. Invite her to shows. Have her come backstage. Talk to some of the management or the agents. Yeah. No, they don't. They don't. I haven't had anybody reach out to me. No. I'm sorry about that too, because your father deserved more respect th- than that. Oh, and it doesn't mean it's not going to happen either. You no, know, we can we can uh, right. work on that. It's, it's 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 just a matter of timing, and you know, Mike kind of hit it right on the head. It's it's all political, so you know, you've got to get the message to the right person that can take it up the political chain and get it, you know, make it happen. Patty, what is something yeah. about your father that we don't know about him that we should know, according in your in your view? I mean, I don't know. Like you guys, I mean, you guys know a whole lot about him. Like, um, well, you said he was a great dad. He was full of fun. Yeah, I mean, he was just—he was an amazing guy. Like. He would come, we had this, like, one thing about him, we had this stuffed animal, a lion stuffed animal, and he would, he would come here, I got it from the San Francisco Zoo when I was, like, maybe two or three, and he would travel where he was traveling to, and he'd bring it with him in his suitcase, I'm sure Don remembers this, bring it with him in his suitcase, and Lion would go with him, and then when he was coming back, Lion would go back in his suitcase, come with me, and then we'd have traded back off and forth, I still have it to this day. So it just, he mm-hmm. was just a good story. Guys, you just never forget. Absolutely. And again, as I, I said it before, but everything I, when I talked to him, he would talk about you and say how proud he was. Um, and I know that if he were to see you today, he'd be incredibly proud of the person that you've become. And I know that's hard to, to, to miss somebody that much because I, I lost my own mom due to a blood disease a, a number of years ago. And, and it's, it's hard to think back on the time that you missed with somebody and, and think about how there's so much time in between that they didn't get to see you and didn't get to know you. But I think you've been very courageous about all of this. And, and do you look at yourself and say that that courage came from what your father instilled within you? Or is that something that you feel that you've developed over the years for yourself? Um, I would say a little bit of both. I'd say I got like pretty a lot of courageous from him. And he, you know, he just taught me never to like never to give up and just keep going. I mean, I've been going back, got the assistant manager position. I've been going back to school, um, trying to get my GED. 
and I've just been doing pretty good. So, I mean, just, I don't know. Yeah. Good for you. The one yeah. thing I will, I want to say, sorry, Patty, I'll, I'll let you pick up here in a sec. The one thing I wanted to say is that I was telling Patty's mom the other day on the phone and I said, you know, there's no difference from Patty at eight years old to Patty at 26. She has the same heart. She talks the same way. She reacts the same way. She's the same girl. And you don't get that a lot. You know, you, sometimes people change so much, you know, and with her, I was just so glad she was able to keep who the little girl. She's still the little girl that I remember. She is not any different, you know, other than being a different age. So that's kind of a cool thing. So, Patty, where do you see yourself 10 years from now, if I can ask you that question? What are, what are your goals in the next 10 years and how do you see yourself? Um, just hopefully, I mean, maybe, okay, in 10 years, hopefully with a house, house, more animals. So you've won the lottery four times because if you're in Santa Clara, you're going to have to probably win the lottery <laughs> several no, times. I bought the Powerball this morning. I bought the Powerball this morning and it was going for $1.6 billion. So she said I get the down payment that. for a house in Santa Clara. I'm going to send Donovan $2 million if I win. <laughs> yeah, but no, I don't know. It was just... No, it was a funny story. Like uh, when I went to uh, Donovan's house, I get there on the first night and he goes, oh, are you hungry? And I go, I go, yeah, sure. So I go, you know, go get ready, whatever. And he, he brings me up. Um, but here, I brought you up your favorite couple of hot dogs, you know. <laughs> well, that's because when we were on the way to dad's funeral, um, <laughs> dad's funeral, we're taking the funeral and we're eating, you know, ate, must have ate hot dogs the morning of the funeral going on the plane. And it was funny because we're just tooting away the whole way. And so I get um, there. I would and, like to say you were the one that was doing that. Oh, okay. The, I was the one. The eight-year-old. Yeah. And we're like, her mom and I are like, what in the hell? What is that? What is that? And it was her. And it, it, so I brought her her favorite. Yeah. It's like 16 years something like later 20 years later i'm like he brings me oh brought you your favorite couple of hot dogs i'm like oh my and you God. knew exactly what i was talking about i didn't yep. even need to say anything yep here brought you your favorite i'm like thanks yep too funny and before we let you go do you have some websites or is there a, or social media or is there a tribute site for uh your dad and if not we'll just get you lots of photos for it um, you know what? I don't actually. I don't. Um, we could put it on. I mean, Facebook or whatever. It's fine. Or we can we can make one if you guys want to do that. That's fine. Do you have a social media site that our fans could uh, talk to you if they have any memories or would like to chat with you about your father? Yeah, I have Facebook. Yeah. Well, that's great. I should definitely become friends with you on Facebook as well, and that's where we have our our site and uh, um, uh, Donovan, would you like to have any uh, last words to say to Patty on the, on the show before we wrap up? No, I thought this was really cool. You know, it was an hour of just remembering uh, her father and, you know, all the things he accomplished and, and also, you know, giving Patty some props for how far she's come and, and what a, what an 
cool woman she's becoming. So that's, you know, that's pretty much it. I thought it was a great use of an hour. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I'm very touched and I'm very thankful to both you and Patty for coming on the show. Thank you so much, uh, Donovan, for making this interview possible. I know Patty wouldn't have just come on straight without you being here. So, so you made this happen and I learned a whole lot and, and, and to just to say thank you to you, to your father indirectly to saying it to you, I never had the chance to say goodbye to him. So, you know, I, I, I can kind of, close that chapter in my own life by by congratulating you and saying what a wonderful person you've turned out to be good we love your dad and obviously we love you you're part of our community our family yeah thank you so much yeah add me on the on facebook i have a ton of photos i can add to it or whatever i have so many photos and if you guys have any photos if you want to send me some i'd i'd love that that'd be awesome that's mike's department yeah, I'll, I'll bug uh, Donovan uh, later on in the week uh, for your email so we can send them. I can send them to both you guys at the same time. So okay. uh, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're going to crack up at a lot of this stuff. And, and I mean, gosh, I must have him against everybody. So uh, in those glory uh, 90s days and uh, and beyond of, uh, of his career in wrestling. And I can't remember if he I, I, we might have had like one uh, A's game. Uh, where some of the talents went out. I, I can't recall, but whatever I've got, I'll make it available to you guys. And cool. Donovan, thank you so much uh, as being, uh, you know, probably his closest br br brother out here, really. Well, no problem. And thanks for uh, setting it all up, guys. Appreciate you. This has all been right. a very special episode, and thank I really you. have treasured all of it. Thank you so much. We'll see everybody next week again. Thank you so much for being there and happy holidays. And, 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 uh, you know, your father will be in our thoughts today. Thank you. Definitely today. And will today be on the, today be on like on YouTube, Donovan? Yes, said? I will uh, edit it, have it uploaded and I will send you the link. So uh, I'll post it on uh, facebook.com slash wrestling and everything coast to coast. But I will also send you a friend request so I can give you that link directly. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for coming. We'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone. Oh. Good night.